like the only obstacle that I've ever had here is me. It's if I don't have it or if we don't have it, it's because I don't know how to do it or I am in the way. Happy Friday. Welcome back into Window for the Soul. Andrew Phillips with you here today. My co-host Stephen Covert's moved over to the audio board and we are thrilled to be joined by the Vice President of Sales for Richmond Window, Steve Began. Steve, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to, that I'm in the first couple that do this, but also I appreciate you guys doing this. This is super cool uh, to have an interview with leadership just to go for, I mean, I don't know what the the kind of the purpose though is, but when I first heard of it, I'm like, this is an awesome way to get some understanding just from people that you don't always have a conversation with. So Thank you for guys for making this. Yeah, absolutely. I think our, our goal is to it's to shine a light on everything, uh, internal culture yep. uh, here at Richmond Window, but also for customers or people external. Like, what do we do? What, what happens at a, at a window company 365 days a year and a little bit of pulling back and, and seeing what's going on? Nice. Yeah. So, Steve, you've been with Richmond Window, just celebrated five, five-year anniversary. Um, we'll get into that in a second. We'll take a step back. Weekend's coming up. Got any big plans? Um, I don't make the plans necessarily <laughs> in my household, um, but I have a, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So um, right now it's a lot of swimming lessons. Um, we do a lot of theme parks in the, like in the summer. So Bush Gardens, uh, we just got back from Cedar Point. So we're theme park people. Disney, right. Disney's coming up nice. this year. So we're just... We love spoiling the crap out of our little girls. That's awesome. Uh, are you a roller coaster guy or more for like the attractions at a, oh, at a theme park? That's actually an, uh, an awesome question. That I'm going to have to force myself to not give a long answer. But my daughter, I would bring her on like some of the smaller ones. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go on this one. You can do it. You can do it. Well, something snapped in her at Cedar Point, which is like the capital of the world in roller coasters, which I didn't know. And she did everything that she was tall enough to do. And so I had to, I rode a couple of with them. Luckily she had a friend there, but I was like, I can't like, she's going to go on the upside down for the first time. I got to go with her. And then halfway through, I'm like, this is such a mistake. <laughs> so you're more of an attraction, but your daughter is a thrill seeker. Yeah. I like to see them smile when they're walking around and everything, but, but now she is, now it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then also outside of work, when you're not spending time with your kids, I know you're really into working out and stuff. Uh, and I saw you did a Spartan race is why I think you were out there in Cedar Point. Yeah. You're, we actually did one at Notre Dame stadium. Um, That's awesome. And I've been a Notre Dame fan my whole life. And I've, that was like a bucket list thing for me to, to go to the stadium to actually run the race. Um, and I started walking to, at one point during the race because it brought you through the football locker room. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, this is super cool. <laughs> so I walked to like take it in. Um, but that was probably the coolest race I've done so far. How'd you get into that? Wow, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I clearly made a mistake along the way. <laughs> it's, 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 I've seen the Instagram footage. It's a quite grueling uh, experience. It's, it's fun. It's just like anything else. It's like an addiction, right? Like when you do something, you're like, well, what's the next level? And then it's, what's the next level? And then you meet friends um, like Jimmy. And then it's like, all right, well, let's do the hardest thing ever. And <laughs> like, you, you start like building on it and building on it and building on it. And it's just an, you know, it's a hobby slash addiction. I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just fun to do. Yeah. It could be more like unhealthy things to do. I Correct. Guess. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so 
your time with Richmond Window, you've been here for five years. Let's rewind the clocks a little bit. What, when you're sitting wherever you are before, what drew you into our company? I actually remember it exactly. Um, I had a little bit of home improvement experience in both in sales and in management. And I knew that I wanted to get away from Northern Virginia because I did this out of, I had a, an office in Woodbridge. I did all of Northern Virginia, like out to Leesburg. Um, Fredericksburg was the southernmost point of my territory. And then it was a lot of Maryland and DC. And I knew I wanted out of that territory. So I knew if I was going to make a change, I wanted to go to a leader in the industry. Um, and so a lot of people, believe it or not, left my former company to go to Renewal by Anderson. Okay. It was a it was a jump that a lot of people made in different territories throughout the country. So it was already on my radar. And then, so I knew if I'm leaving, I'm going to leave to the industry leader. And then I, I, I mean, I think it was luck involved in it too, because mm-hmm. I just, I saw the ad, I called, you know, there was fewer employees at that time. So I was like, I think you guys are looking for a sales manager. And then they just patched me over to page. And now, you know, a couple minutes later, I'm talking to the owner and setting up an interview. So I, I think a timing is, was a little bit lucky on the timing. Um, and, but I knew that I wanted to go to a leader. So there was a little bit of, you know, synchronicity that, that way as well. Right. And you know, Renewal by Anderson, the corporate location, but did you have any idea about what you were getting into with Richmond Window? Obviously this side of it is a little bit newer as opposed to the when Richmond Window Corp side that's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. And so I got lucky there. Um, and I tell people that quite often, um, because there's, you know, this is a privately owned, it's not necessarily a corporate, Mm -hmm. uh, a corporate store. Um, I feel lucky about that because our owner here has been doing it, uh, for a long time. One of the, you know, he was one of the first, uh, people in on Bruno Way Anderson. So I, I'm glad that I had somebody with such experience that was also involved in the company because I'm coming from a place where the owners didn't play, weren't directly involved. Um, and that's a, that's a problem, like, because that's where the, the mission is created and the vision for the company is created. And when they're not there, you know, you just get what you get at that right. point. And I didn't like that. I'm, I'm much more structured. Um, I, I need, when I need guidance, I need it right then and there. And I want to be a part of the conversation as well. And, you know, coming here with a leader that welcomed all that stuff. Again, I, I, luck is the answer, right. to, be, to be honest. So I would say luck, but then I would also say that you've played a role in helping to get to where we are today. So we'll still talk five years down the road. Your day one here at Richmond Window Corp. What is on your mind uh, to teach or to grow your, your new sales team? Um, well, d- day one definitely looked a little bit different. Um, I think the company was, uh, it was easier. Right. There, there wasn't as many people to, you know, depending on you, there's, there's less employees. Um, we're, we're doing, you know, they were doing what they were doing at the time, but coming in, you just, you got to learn, you got to learn the personalities of the people that you have. Are they in the right place? Are, are we, do we have I mean, a lot of time, to be honest, we had employees here that didn't belong here. Mm-hmm. They did not treat other employees well, um, or, people that worked with them for them. It just, you know, there was a bit of a culture thing within the sales department that needed to get fixed uh, right away. And 
and we did. We did do that. It's not it's not easy. So it it felt felt heavy to have mm-hmm. to take on such a task like that early on. Um, but those are just the building blocks to to where we are today. I, I had to do that. And and again, I'm really lucky to have uh, managers in place in other departments that I can bounce ideas off of and we can communicate through this stuff where before I was not, I right. did not have that luxury before. Right. And then you, you mentioned leaders. So you, we had Lucy on last week. Uh, we'll get Paul music on here mm-hmm. uh, in the next week. They've been around when you got, got here in page, but now is it just the three of you guys left from day one or like a handful of people maybe uh, from the, maybe from the leadership standpoint. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and that's, that's, that's good and bad. You know, right. some people have evolved and have gone on to just do better, better mm-hmm. things for them. Um, because one of the things that's important to me is to create leaders. Right. And the way that that works is you might be creating them to be a leader somewhere else, but it's still important to create leaders because it's the only thing that will stand in the way of growing. Right. And you've done that. You have three three sales managers now you've got tony adams who i believe you hired right away when you started he was one of my first ones yeah and then jimmy is in charge of the inside training and then more recently adrian richie's been promoted Mm -hmm. um so talk about you know with them especially with tony who you bring in one of your first hires here his development and how you helped him become a leader well you again you just get lucky yeah um (laughs) luck needs to play a role in this um but hiring him, he put in a lot of effort. He listened. He was uh, hungry for learning and developing himself. Um, asked a lot of good questions. We talked a lot. And it wasn't always good conversations. It was what he was frustrated with. Um, it was what, what was really weighing in on him doing this job. Um, but he was able to get perspective because he was asking questions. Right. Um, and that's really what got him there. Um, you know, I would, I would say maybe I was like a step or two ahead of him, but we did a lot of growing together, um, through all this. And he, he was, he wanted to do it. And, you know, sometimes it's all, all that it takes, but those three have really opened up this, the sales department. If, if not the the company from that standpoint, because now, I can work on the business and not so much in the business uh, because they're all really good leaders and they're in, in a lot of different ways. So they can make decisions and they can make plans. They can tell me which one of my plans don't work mm-hmm. um, and, and why and what the new plan is. They can do all that. Yeah. So it's, it's just great to have that support. And that kind of gets into the culture a little bit and, just from what you said so far, it doesn't really seem, or you were looking for this type of culture and you had a hand in, in making it, but where does that come from in your background? That's a really good question. Um, I think it, it, it didn't come from learned experience. It might've been the opposite where I learned mistakes, right. both from myself and other people. Um, and so I have a unique relationship with trust and control. Right. I trusted very little. I controlled everything because that was the only way it was going to get done right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so evolving away from that as much as possible and then practicing on them. Like I have no reason not to trust them. 
and I don't need to control everything because I trust them. And so it was growth, like firsthand growth of myself that then extended that to them. And they proved that they were worthy of that trust and that I didn't need to control it. And then you're able to yeah. do other things. And you would say it probably leads to the success of your, your whole team, like down to every single sales rep. Well, absolutely. Because they have, a, you know, really deep conversations and trainings with the salespeople on the team. Um, so now that because of the growth of the leadership team, now we're able to uh, have these conversations with more people, more salespeople. Um, I know there's a handful of people I meet with one-on-one. So do all of the sales managers. So now we're supporting a lot more people than we work before. Right. So without giving up that, that control, right. we, the influence shrinks drastically. And the word you also keep mentioning is growth. And I think something that we haven't really talked a ton about on this podcast yet is COVID. So you've been here for five years. So you take out two years for the pandemic. So it's like you get the ball rolling a little bit uh, in your first couple of years. Then all of a sudden, hey, uh, teamwork, culture, you got to take that at home. And in, the, yeah. in your role, you're in the house. So like March of 2020 uh, was something you've never been prepared for. No. And <laughs> Not, none of us have, right? right. Anybody on, on earth no, <laughs> was really, not really right. prepared for that because it wasn't even, we were worrying a lot about ourselves mm-hmm. and our families and the business and our employees and our managers or whatever. So that, that, was, a, that was a lot for everybody to kind of juggle. Um, and I don't know if there's anything we would have done differently, um, but mentally I've been working for the company for three years. Right. I take those two years out. Cause it's just like, it was, it was long and quick and it, it just like disappeared from the, you know, right. the history books of my mind. Um, but I, I think that a lot of us got closer in that time. Mm-hmm. And despite all the, you know, horrific things that COVID brought with it, it would be unfair to say that it didn't bring anything good right. with it. And, if you look hard enough, there are those lessons. And I, and I think that as a team, we've gotten closer where uh, the team is opening up to each other a lot more, like the desire to have like a community and communicate has gone way up. Um, Now that people were secluded for so long, it was just like, all right, I didn't know how much that, how important that was to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Me included. You know, I used to joke early on where it's like, I'm loving this. Like (laughs) I'm introverted uh, I, I would love to just be in my office. No one's talking to me. This is great. And even I flipped the switch and I was like, I don't like this. And I don't like this at all. And I have, you know, I, I have a, a lot more friends in the last two years than I probably earned in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot good from it. And I think our team is, has benefited from getting closer. Yeah. And I think sales relationships are so key, whether it's with a customer, um, your team, you know, it's kind of like playing an individual sport, you know, like a tennis, I would say, you know, yeah. you rely on your teammates to help, but when you're in the house, it's just you and, and your customers. So what, how, how do you keep such a up, uplifting team spirit? And, you know, through that, you, you say that uh, people wanted it, but how do you encourage it and continue to build on it? Yeah, I think, how do we do it? I mean, sometimes you don't. 
Right. That's, that's kind of what it is. It's, it's not about avoiding it. It's just about getting some skills and having some experience to when it comes, we can try to fix it. And for me personally, and a lot of the sales managers, it's just being more vulnerable and not trying to say, I have all the answers. This is how we're going to do it. You know, that would be me taking control and say, no, this is how we get through this. Or sometimes we just had an open forum and we were just like, how do we do this? Like, this is the problem we're trying to solve. What do we do? And that has even evolved into something where um, I think you might've been involved in the, the sales meeting at the mm-hmm. Drury Hotel mm-hmm. where it, it took on a little bit of a different life to it, where we started talking about like, what are people struggling with? What are, and we, this was done anonymously for people who aren't there, but we had a list of questions that we all uh, answered on an index card. And some of those questions, if I can remember them off the top of my head, um, what do you believe about yourself that's not true? Or what, what are you struggling with that you don't tell anybody about? And kind of just opening up that for people to say like, it doesn't always have to be a good upbeat culture mm-hmm. because that's not the world we're living in right now. So just to give people the, the space to just say whatever they want and doing it anonymously too. So they felt comfortable doing it. Um, I think, I mean, we hear people talk about that every, every yeah. week. I feel like, no, that was, that was an awesome meeting to be a part of. And it, and I think it speaks to the culture as a whole, because it wasn't just your sales team. I believe you guys did do it once before, yeah. but then you saw how eye opening it was. And there was people from operations. And I think that's one thing that we've kind of lost. I've been here for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't been able to get together aside from a handful of times. And, you know, when we have, it's been awesome. We had the uh, beach trip in Virginia beach. I know you played a big part in it, but it was eye opening to see people my age, older, younger, uh, what they're going through. And it wasn't just one person, it was multiple people. And I think it was, was great perspective. And, and I think that's what makes us great in our company culture. Somewhere along the lines, it switched for me and People talk about growing a company, growing a department, uh, expanding territory, whatever the case may be. Um, And I think I did say this in a sales meeting um, where I said, I do not care. Like I, I, and I meant it very genuinely. I do not care about any of those things because if we're not growing the employees that we have, none of that matters because we're not going to have anybody to sustain it anyways. Um, And it, and I think that was a big thing that COVID had me realize was, you know, I was just focused on goals and growth and all these other things. And COVID got a lot of people realizing like what actually matters. Mm-hmm. And for me, it just switched towards like, like, Hey, I'm, I'm dealing with my own stuff every now and then. So there's times when I'm not approachable and, and stuff like that, of course. Um, but overall the growth of the employees and we were trying to figure out, instead of just hammering on people and saying, do your job, do your job, do your job. I came to the office one day and I was just like, I want to have a conversation around why they're not doing their job. Because mm-hmm. I, I honestly feel like everyone knows what to do. And I want to ask the question, do we know why they're not successfully doing it? Can we ask some questions? Can we figure out the whys? And that's what kind of the, the progression of myself and the sales managers are doing on a day in and day out basis. It's finding out like, what's up with them? What's going on with them? Well, 
you know, spouse okay, kids okay? Like, where's their mental health at? Like, we have all these conversations, and now we're we're not growing the company, but we're trying to grow individuals. And then I'm betting that it's going to grow the company naturally, yeah. organically. And it makes sense. I mean, you want you want people to have their best selves. And that happens when you're able to have these conversations and people are comfortable. I've been in a handful of your meetings. It's very open forum and, and it's awesome. And I think that's something that we do well. And some, as compared to some of the other places uh, that I've worked, we switch, you know, table, there is growth. You just said you're, yeah. you're betting on the individual. And I would say that that's probably a, a safe safe bet. But what are some of the goals as we continue to, to march forward? Uh, people are able to get back together and, you know, things, things are growing uh, again and, and other sales classes and, and with Jimmy right now, I know. Yeah. Um, I, I caught myself a couple of times saying it's time to get back to normal. Right. And is it, I don't know if that's the right answer. Do we, have, should we go back to normal? Because I feel like we should learn all the, all the lessons that we learned over the last two years. We should be using them. So I don't want to get back to normal. I don't want to get back to just growing the company, like growing more, more windows, more sales, more this. Um, it's not about that for me. And I want individuals, I want the focus to be on individuals. And that's it. Like that's how I measure success now. Um, you know, we still have business goals. It is a business and we, we owe it to the customers of the past to stay in business so we can continue to service them and provide support for them. And we will do that. Um, but personally, my focus is growing the individuals on the team and not just focusing on new processes and new goals and new, like we can just get lost in spreadsheets and we've all done it. Right. Um, but instead I want to say, well, the people that we have, like we have our trainer, like we will hire new people um, and we will train new people. But like with the people we have, um, we can make a lot of headway by just trying to clear simple little blocks that people have in their life because they're dealing with things for the first time, just like we're dealing with things for the first time. So we're like, let's do it together. And we've seen a lot of success from people being able to clear that stuff. And then they're not only more successful at work, but you just, as, as a person, you see them succeeding in a lot of areas of, of life. And it's like, those are the lessons that I want to keep from COVID where it's just like, it's about the people and let them grow your business. Let's just not get focused on spreadsheets and criterias and this and that. It's just like, you know, it's, you're putting the person in front of, you know, the business and, and it, it's, I can I see, and you can elaborate, but it is reaping rewards already. And it's, it's also important to say that I wasn't always this way. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's, that's important to admit that that's awesome that, that you've come from that and it's unique to see. Yeah. I mean, there are people at this company that they're like, I know Steve when he was not <laughs> this way and I don't really trust, you know, and I, I totally get that. This is an evolution of me. Um, like the only obstacle that I've ever had here is me. Mm -hmm. it's if I don't have it or if we don't have it, it's because I don't know how to do it or I am in the way. So it's always been about just evolving myself and, and staying ahead of the pack because, you know, this team is only going to grow to the extent that I grow. So if I shut that down, the team's going to get shut down. So yeah. I, I feel motivated to 
continue learning on myself to stay ahead of the curve and just, you know, be the best leader that I can be for everyone. And I would, I would say that's, you hit something there is we heard from Lucy uh, last week is that the obstacle for everybody has been themselves. Mm -hmm. So I like just doing some reasoning here. I would say that that's just a a staple of page is it's kind of, you know, his culture is you are hired to be in charge of the sales team. She's in charge of the marketing. It's, you know, your vision, wherever you want to go. And what does that say about him as a leader? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we talk about, we talked about that this week where the, the trust that he has where you don't need a hundred people reporting to you. It's like, if, if it's, if you're hiring and properly, if you're growing leaders, they're going to do it for you. And so, I mean, that's a cheat code when you really get it down. Right. So, and, and he's done that. Yeah. And I, I think that your sales team has, has done that from, from my seat. And, you know, we really appreciate you spending some time with us here on a Friday uh, morning. I appreciate it. I want to do it again. I want to be the first person to the come first back a repeat. Time. Okay. We'll <laughs> yeah. see if we can do that. We thank you for listening wherever you may be this morning. Uh, if you're on our Spotify channel, make sure you like, download, five-star review, please. Uh, and then if you're on our YouTube page, make sure you subscribe uh, for more of the Wonder to the Soul podcast. So long, everybody. Incredible. That was awesome. Bam.